1: Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about the, uh, the headline grabbing Chicago Bears with actor, comedian Mike Pusiteri and podcaster and whatever else he does, Mike Prasnowski. Guys, how are you?
2: Doing well, Andy. Doing well. Bears actually made a little bit better of an effort than we've seen earlier this year. Still couldn't come away with a win. That game had everything you could ask for. It had a sack.
3: One sack. Multiple
2: touchdowns. One.
3: Yeah.
1: That's pretty much all I asked for.
3: You had a fumble six? Never yeah. What kinds all kinds of stuff happened.
1: All kinds of stuff happened. Yeah. Um. So this uh pointless exercise. Oh, I should announce this. So this is the Bears podcast, but I know a lot of you are also Cubs fans, and for the next couple of weeks, we're running a. Not only is there a sale, you can uh, drown your sorrows in the the, the uh, horrific end to a cup season by saving twenty percent off the regular subscription price at pointlessexercise.com. But there's also at least at least two weeks full of content that I'm simply uh, billing the aftermath. Huh? How'd you like nice. the dramatic title nice. for this series? I like there's, it. There there's a go. podcast. There's multiple columns coming out. The one on this is we're doing this on Tuesday. The one today was about. All right, the season's over. What do they got going forward? Like, what are, can they build on this? You might, if you if you're really excited about, it, you might not want to read that. Um, so that's what I've got going on. <laughs> now, Praz,
2: are uh, you still doing your podcast in the off season? Uh we are kind of taking it a little bit of a break with it. We recorded last night, but uh kind of as the off-season news breaks, we'll come back to it maybe one after the World Series, but uh, yeah, if you're looking for another Cubs podcast out of the collection, folks, uh, be the Bums in the Bleachers. Myself and John Oliva, we record Monday nights on the Chicago Sports Bums YouTube page. Uh follow us on Twitter bums and bleachers uh i'll always tweet out there if we're recording day or two in advance for a scenario like this where you know season's over and probably not going to be a weekly thing but we'll have some stuff out there over the winter
1: are you guys ready to do the emergency pod when they tomorrow when they announce the 10-year contract extension for david ross
2: <laughs> oh god which
1: i'm sure he signed last might, year.
2: the super secret podcast might be canceled if that's the point if that's what happens <laughs> Uh,
1: All right, and uh, Mike Pusteri, what, what are you up to?
3: Uh, well, you know, if anybody is any Bears fans listening out in Hollywood, come by, come by the Warner Brothers picket line and say hello. I'll be there tomorrow, which is recording this on a Tuesday, so Wednesday. and I think Wednesday and Friday morning, and I, I wear, a, uh, wear that Wrigley Field uh, scoreboard clock oh, yeah. hat, so you can't miss yeah, uh, got, Very nice. I got mine. So mine say was, hello. Mine
1: was free. I got it. It's right over there somewhere.
3: Okay, there you go.
1: Turns out all you gotta do is make fun of your shirts and they send you free stuff.
3: So now it seems of like stuff. an odd
1: <laughs> thing, but you know, it worked for me. I got a bag. I got a yeah. sweatshirt, a t shirt, a knit hat, and a cap. All with this Wrigley scoreboard. It's the nicest thing they sell. And I think yeah. I think this still works. So if you go there and buy something, use Discipio. That's the code, it'll save twenty percent off.
3: There you go. There you go. So Nice. Everyone's Actually, a winner. Yeah,
1: everyone's a, everyone's a winner except your Chicago Bears.
3: Your Chicago Bears, very nice, very it nice. It hasn't,
1: it hasn't been a full year yet, though. They have won within the last twelve months, but we're getting very close. It was week seven. close. Last Dangerous. year, when they beat the Patriots, I believe. Well, week,
2: what are we at? We, um, this right.
1: is going to be five coming up. We're getting close. We're within shouting. And I think it was
2: week nine or ten because they were three and six at oh, that point. So it's later. Well, all right. Well, well we got plenty of time then. Yeah.
3: Well, they've lost, wasn't it 14 in a row, 15 in a row? What is it?
2: Something
1: Ooh, like that. Well, I didn't
2: know there would be math. Eight. I think four. it would be 12, yeah, 8 from the time they beat the Patriots and 4 this year.
1: Well, let's see here. Their last win was in New England and it was okay. week 7. Uh, oh, week 25. 7, okay. October 24th. My and uh, October 24th. So they lost okay. 10 in a row to end last season and then 4 in a row for this season. So there.
3: Yeah. Okay. Fourteen. Yeah. So it when was... they.
1: Oh geez. If they lose the next two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Does Rod Marinelli <laughs> come by to give the flutes like a watch that doesn't work? What are the Owen sixteen coaches <laughs> like? What? Right. What? What? That? Him... What club do they? What do they hand out? What, you don't get yeah. a jacket. You get like yeah. a dicky. You don't get a, You don't get like a gold jacket. <laughs> you get a gold dicky.
3: I think would be nice. Would be nice. That'd be nice. You know, like one of, of those Christmas vacation ones that Eddie wore. <laughs>
1: Where's the black one under the white <laughs> sweater?
3: It's yeah, that's a fine gift for an ON 16 coach.
1: Maybe that's what we should put in the Pointless Exercise Discipio store. Monogrammed Pointless Exercise Dickies.
3: I, oh, I like that.
1: Who wouldn't Who wouldn't buy those? Oh, that's a good idea.
3: All right. You can't afford not to buy
1: it. Somebody write yeah. that down. Dickies.
2: I'm on. it.
1: Um, so you can tie you can even tie current events into this Bears situation. So today, for the first time ever, mm. the House of Representatives removed uh, the Speaker of the House. So there's there's technically there's an interim speaker of the House. The guy's name is Patrick McHenry. Yeah. Give him mm liberty or uh, he doesn't seem like a liberty or death kind of guy. Um, no, he doesn't. I don't know, did you see the video of him in fat? Emphat- he was so mad. He was emphatically yeah, hitting the was, gavel and it like slid off the and then somebody added and somebody took that clip and added like a little little when it hit instead. It was very good. But anyway, what well, so the you could tie this into the Bears thing. So in the 103 year history of the Bears, um they have never had an interim coach ever. No Bear coach yep. who started the season has not finished the season uh, could we see history twice in the same week
2: in washington
1: oh that's
3: in right. washington oh, in the
1: oh the parallels
3: the parallels <laughs> I, you know i again I, I i tweeted this out i do think abe gibran would have made a fine speaker of the house uh, so we can even connect him even further. <laughs> he
1: would he would not <laughs> have been the worst i can tell you that he yeah clearly not, even not the, yeah not even been the worst from illinois Right. Um, actually, I don't know. If Douglas.
0: Douglas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, oh, though Abe uh, Abe would not have put up with Jim Jordan shit or Matt Gates. There's no way. Oh yeah, no, he was, no, no would way. Be, they things would be running <laughs> like a you know, real smooth, in the wrong direction, but smooth.
3: He'd have strapped into a
2: tackling dummy and just you know lose <laughs> no. that. Running like running like Jim Marshall. Right, we're gonna run the oh, Oklahoma yeah. drill.
1: Settle this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so the the Bears have had a lot of coaches over the years. Um. Even though not as many as yeah. as most teams their age, because they had one coach who coached for forty years, George Halas. Right. Who neatly mm-hmm. and I didn't notice till I was looking up. He neatly uh, he he quit. He gave up the job th- uh, three times, and he but he coached four ten-year segments. He gave yeah, up the job after a, ten right years, here. and then um, yeah. I don't know what he did. Those there was a couple of years they won the championship while he was gone. Uh, came back, coached for ten more years, then um, uh, joined the navy during World War Two. Right, so he was gone. Right. And that's when Hunk Anderson and Luke Johnsos, Hunk, what a great name, coached the Bears to a title while he was gone. Came back, uh, coached, uh, let's see, so it's coach 10, gave it up, coach 10, gave it up. That's when he came back um, and coached until um, he retired, I guess. Is that other that works. Anyway.
3: But he played for the Yankees in there too briefly.
1: Yeah, but yes. that was easy back then. You could do both. That's true. You can back yeah. in I mean, the days. NFL, when it's he true. was first coaching, it was like, um, you know, what day's the game? I don't know what. When is everybody available? You know, that was you know, I got to play for the yeah, Yankees. Yeah. All right. Well, how about? What, uh, are you off on Thursday? All right, we'll play then. We'll
3: play Thursday. It was
1: pretty informal back yeah. back when it first yeah. started. That's why you could buy a franchise for a hundred bucks, which is what he did. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but there have been fifty five uh, years since he gave it up for good and in those 55 okay. years there have been plenty of coaches that should have got fired during the season Oof. and just Oof. didn't
2: oh. it's oh. a lot easier to list oh. the
1: ones who shouldn't have like uh yeah <laughs> although honestly for the that <laughs> last year Ditka was there he i was gonna say him. that even that was <laughs> that was a little <laughs> that final risky. year of Ditka <laughs> was a little uh. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you know they haven't had a. They've only had one winning season since they fired Lovey after going ten and six and not making the playoffs. Yeah, the curse. Right. It's the mm-hmm. Lovey Smith curse. Wait, so one,
3: wait, do you know? Do you know the names of the guys that won titles when Hallis was not coaching? You you just said one of them. Of course. I Is it Justin?
1: Well, I said two because they had co-coaches, Hunk and Luke.
3: Co-coaches, Hunk and, and they Luke. Were and then coaches. was there?
2: Uh, ah. I gotta look up the first guy here. So okay. talk amongst yourselves. We're, we're talking like Google. the Sid Luckman era, right? Pre- oh,
3: I think prior to prior to that. Yeah. Prior to that.
2: Oh wow. Well let's look at the
1: list because it's, it's the George Messi era. All right. So the first head coach obviously was, actually um how about this? Okay. The very first coach, oh it's hard to uh was a guy named Robert E. Brannan, Not Walter Brennan. Robert Brannan who coached the Decatur Staley's in 1919. They won the Central Illinois Championship. Very prestigious. His record is unavailable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hallis
1: took over in 20 and coached for 10 seasons. They were 84. um, I hate
2: the way they do this.
1: No shit. All right. Yeah,
2: football back then is weird. Apparently things
1: were a little different. Their first stint, they won 84 games, lost 31, and tied 19 times.
3: Oh, my goodness.
1: But they won the uh, championship in
3: 1921.
1: Okay. Hallis did not coach them from 1930 to 1932. That was Ralph Jones.
3: He was 24,
1: 10, and 7, and they won the title in 1932. George came back, coached another 10 years, 33 to 42, 84, 22, and 4, and won three NFL championships, 33, 40, and 41. Um, Then he took three more years off. And that was when he was out floating around in the, um, I don't know if he was in the Pacific. Atlantic or the Pacific.
3: I think He was in the Pacific.
1: And Hunk and Luke coached mm-hmm. them to 23-11-2 in the NFL title in 1943. George came back, okay. coached 10 more years again. 75-42-2, <laughs> <laughs> they won the NFL title in 1946. And then the great Patty Driscoll coached them in 1956 and 1957. They went 14-9-1. George came back for 10 more, 58-6-67. Uh, went 75 53 and six and they uh, they won the title in uh, 1963 the last uh, yep. championship last NFL championship they won as Donahue would say I guess the Super Bowl is and the NFL championship are different because after the merger and all right. that. I don't know but anyway
3: whatever so there've only been three non-Hallis guys or teams I guess coaches coaching teams to win a championship
1: yes the coaches who've led the Bears to and, the world championship are yeah. George Hallis, Ralph Jones, Hunk and Luke.
3: And, and Dicka And Mike Ditka. Wow. Only three non Hallis championships. And
1: then, yeah, then Luke gets it later this year. <laughs> um, <laughs>
3: no, that's gonna be high if they do that, that'll be Hightower, They're special teams guy. I don't
1: know. Um, we Hightower. can talk about about uh, uh, what well, we talk about even, that. Even it's like they're just gonna have to have George do it. Um. So the first non-Hallis, like George, is not coming back. I promise this time, Coach was Jim Dooley. Right. Uh, he was at third, twenty and thirty. Like sixties. Sixty eight to seventy one. Then the three year yep. glory that was the Abe Gibran era,
0: mm, where
1: they yes. went 11, 30, and one. His two sixty eight winning percentage. Is it the worst in Bears history? This is an easy answer.
2: Are we including the current
1: coach? Right. Is that no. No?
2: no. No. No.
1: Guess who has Floes the second has worst? Hit. Guess who has the second worst? has won uh, a cool 18% of his games so far. Uh, but wow. there's somebody who is, um, let's see. No. Okay, Abe is number two. Who do you think has the third worst okay. winning percentage in Bears history?
2: Jim Dooley's team went one and one year when them uh, the Steelers Dooley
1: three fifty seven. He's a good sixty points higher than this than this guy.
3: It's okay. Is it it's not America's first astronaut.
1: No. Oh no. Uh Neil. No, uh, he, yeah, he Neil, good. Neil won almost half his games. He was thirty to thirty four. Yeah, okay. You could put Neil on the moon, but you couldn't put him in the Super Bowl.
2: Couldn't be. <laughs> well. Doubt it's anyone recent.
1: It's not Wandy. It, it it's is not Lovey. It's not. It is recent, and it's the guy everybody. Wanted? No. Oh. More recent than one. Oh, John Fox. John oh, Fox. Trestman? Everybody? No, Tressman oh, Fox. won. Tressman almost made the playoffs. It was for Chris Conte We're on the wrong way. Four oh six for Tressman. Johnny Fox. John Fox. Okay. Two ninety one. He went from having the highest winning percentage in Broncos history to the to the at the time the second lowest winning percentage in Bears history. So, way to go. Impressive. Way to go, John! Wow. Pretty
3: good. Pretty so anyway, good. yeah, they easily
1: could have had an interim <laughs> during the Dooley era, especially the year he went one and thirteen. Abe was begging for it all three seasons. Um, not the Jack Party; two years they were twenty twenty two. Yeah, okay. Neil was thirty and thirty four. Ditka one hundred okay. and six and sixty two. Why do you can it, make a done. case that he should have been fired during? Well, actually, you, I can't make a case that he should have been fired during his last year because he shouldn't have been there. The fact that yeah. they brought him back. Mm-hmm. Is was just mind boggling, but he yeah. should have been canned during his second to last season, and there should have been an interim then. And I don't know which genius it would have probably Greg Plotch probably would have got to be the interim. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Dick Duran, honestly, too nice to fire during a season. I mean, who's gonna nice who's, guy? Who's gonna go do that? Yeah, He's, just let just. And he he let, wasn't their original idea, anyways. Right? I, Maybe that was right. the thing. Maybe Dave McGinnis was destined to be the first bear coach ever to be fired during a season. And then Mike McCaskill mm, screwed up. There you up, go. So it didn't happen. And then Lovey. Trussman should have got the axe during that final season. After they gave up the 50 points in the back-to-back games. With a bye in between. That should have been the end of trustman right. They didn't do it. Yep. Fox could have got it at any time. Nagy should have got it after the Cleveland game. His final his final year. Actually, he should have been back for yep. that year. And now, yep. even the picture on Wikipedia of the flu, it's so sad. He's he's like staring at his feet like <laughs> like whoa, whoa is me mm-hmm. he is uh oh no his losing percentage is worse they haven't updated this because he's three and eighteen and they have him at three and 14 We Wiki- oh. I need to go into wikipedia and add his four more losses so he is lower than 176 he is he was already by far the worst and it's it's going even it's going even <laughs> worser
2: he he is at one forty okay. three. Okay, three for twenty one. Yeah, with a bullet. Wow.
3: What's his on base percentage?
1: It's a uh, Nick Madrigal esque.
3: <laughs> so it's one forty three. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So the first Robert Brandon apparently was the coach of the of the team because he worked for the Staley Company, because and it was a company team.
3: Gotta like that. He was like the, he was like the four men yeah.
2: horse. Yep. Yeah. There, mean, Staley was never actually the coach though, because no. I know he only You mean the, the, you mean the mascot? Be... Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, the how about that? Might, that might that be who. Wouldn't yeah, be a that's bad... who
1: they should replace Eberflus with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of the uh, one of the most underrated moments in Bears history is the Staley's reaction to the double doink. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he's perfectly in frame for the whole... NBC, like, basically set the shot up to keep the mascot in the frame so they could watch him <laughs> celebrate, and instead he just falls flat on his face and lays in the grass. It's perfect.
3: Uh...
1: So, yeah, he deserves it. I don't know if you've ever seen the video. There's the, the, the unofficial bear mascot when they were playing in, uh, in Evanston. No. It's hilarious. It's mm-hmm. basically... It's... The way I described it was we did a we did a remember. We we concluded and remember this crap. There's just like some some dude who was a luggage handler at O'Hare, who decided the Bears needed a mascot. And he, if Thank you him. told, if you watch this video, <laughs> I'll find it. I'll attach it to the um, to the post. Um, if I told you before you saw the video, this is Mike North's dad. He was the unofficial Bears mascot for a game. <laughs> you would believe it because NFL Films mic'd him up for the game, and it is hilarious. Wow. He's like light him up. He's running around, yeah. Light him up like Christmas trees. Hey little guy. Hey little guy. Um. He he tries to go like talk to the players, and they're like, "What the? F-? They're like, you know, he's trying. He's high five to come on the field. He starts yelling at the play. Like, he's oh, for Christ's sakes, you know, when things are going bad. Or he's yelling. He's like um, yelling at the coaches, yelling at the players. He's talking to the fans. It's and the suit is terrible. It's just like it's like he went to like. I maybe mean, not I even know where you went and like this. it's got to be in the early seventies, I would guess. Um, yeah, you couldn't. You know, I don't even know what costume shops there were, but it's it's <laughs> it's so bad it's great.
2: Wow, maybe that guy. Check that out. That was was could be, it? I maybe mean, that guy be the it, coach. Happy. Was it worse than that random uh, Billy Cub guy that used to hang <laughs> out around Wrigley before the Cubs officially introduced Clark? Didn't he hit somebody? What did the? He did. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's right. I remember Billy made
1: some news. Billy, I think Billy wore pants, though. If I remember, yeah. So that's that. a
3: qual—that's a qualify him. <laughs> no, 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 you yeah, exactly. That's not sexy. I'm, yeah. I'm Sorry, Billy.
1: <laughs> We're going for. You know. I mean, come on. Here's our vision for this mascot: no pants. We got a windowless white van that he's going to drive around oh. town in for appearances that the kids can all <laughs> get in. It'll be great. Who, who would think any What's of this wrong? was wrong? Right. So how about this? I think, I think if they, if if, if, if this the flu meets his demise this week, and we'll talk about why this might be the week. For a um, logistical standpoint, this makes sense. This could be the week that he gets mm-hmm. his mercy papers.
2: Um.
1: Shouldn't they also announce to bring them back to the Honey Bears? <laughs>
2: <laughs> gotta have well, someone bring the fans back to games. They <laughs> haven't won a Super sure, Bowl since not? they
1: got rid of the Honey Bears either.
2: See, right. there you go. That
1: was wasn't that eighty-five, the last year of the Honey Bears. The Lovey Curse was it is right nothing compared to that.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, I got to do something.
1: So the re- the reason this makes sense that this might be the week that uh, Matt Eberflus ends his reign as Bears coach. Is because it's a Thursday night game. You get mm-hmm. extra time to prepare for next week, which makes it kind mm-hmm. of an efficient time for one coach to pack his stuff up in a box, and another coach to go down the uh, move down the hall and temporarily set up shop in that office. Um, it cracks me up. The NFL teams are far less likely to fire a coach in season than any other sport, and it's, right. it gets down to their. They think everything is so complicated. Like, oh no! We couldn't possibly, you know, could possibly change now. I mean, who's gonna, who's gonna know how to do all this stuff? It's like, well, the guy yeah, you right, got right. doesn't appear to know how to do this stuff. So I don't know how it's gonna get any
0: so.
3: Well, especially in, in the modern day NFL, when you know most of the time the coordinators are calling the plays anyway. Of course, now the person. Well, I have, the yeah, that's
2: out the window now. <laughs> well, how
1: but about this? They have an
3: offense. What
1: if? What if? What if? uh Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren go down to see Matt, and they say, "All right, here's what we'd like to do. We'd like to um, yeah. we're going to relieve you of your duties as head coach, but because you're also the defensive coordinator, and we're already down to our second one, we want you to stay on as
2: the defensive coordinator." Yeah. <laughs> see, there you <laughs> go. There we That's go. Just a
3: reorganization.
2: I like it. Yep. You do it just like uh, the Broncos are doing with Vance Joseph. We saw that on Sunday. Yep. That was amazing to me. He's doing such a good job. Um, yes, very much so. <laughs> yeah.
1: I like. I enjoyed the stat that the um, the Justin Fields the the hail mary at the end of the first half was the first first half incompletion that the Broncos had allowed in two and a half weeks. Because Tua had been perfect against them the week before, and Fields had been 16 of 16 before. It was whoever they played in week two had, like, an incompletion, and then, like, several in a row before the end of the half. It, the, the streak was at, like, wow. 40 passes in a row or something without an incompletion for that defense.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and they won. Um, usually... So Mike, you were Mike uh, You were right when he said, "All right, if you fire a coach in season, you pick one of the coordinators, and you got three coordinators to pick Mm -hmm. from." The Bears only have two, because as hilarious it would be to make Matt stay on as the defensive coordinator under a coach that he (laughs) hired, Um, they're not going to do that. So you're down to either um, Luke Getze, who remember at this time last year. People were like, oh, you know, if the Bears offense gets out, they're going to lose him. Mm-hmm. He's, He's a hot, hot, a hot catch I, head coach. And he I was the lie. head coach. He was um, the head coach in the, um, the was it the Shrine oh, game? Right. The
3: one. The, yeah, one of those college all-star
2: games. The,
1: one, oh, where they, oh, the, the one where they bowl? dress like Reese's Pieces. The Senior Bowl. Yeah. yeah, The Reese's Bowl, where the one team wears orange and the other team wears red. It's like, oh, for, we get it. Yeah, you're dressing <laughs> like the candy. Just knock it off. Right. Um, so he's got like a week's worth of head coaching experience. Yeah, so absolutely. That, seems, that seems like the ideal. Impressive, guy. Impressive. but it doesn't uh-huh. always have to be that way. Remember last year when the Colts decided that they'd had enough of Frank Reich? They called up Jeff Saturday at ESPN and said, "Hey, right. how'd you like right. to come your coach?" Mm-hmm. Now there's That's one right. thing. I mean, think about the talent that the Bears could pick from just in this town alone. A former Bears yeah. like you could have Dan Hampton. I mean, who wouldn't you get oh, right there? How about oh, yeah. could like Ed, you could have Ed Obradovich could be your interim coach.
2: Oh, I would love OB. Who wouldn't it's love cute. OB? <laughs> Just for the postgame press. You, you
3: got, you got Wani sitting right got, there. Oh,
2: yeah, well, Wani is. got Wani. You got
3: Wani. You got
2: Lovey. You got Lance Briggs.
1: I mean, I don't know why. I, it Lance seems Briggs. to me like Wani should have been the interim at Northwestern and for the Bears. Should have just do both. <laughs> it's a yeah. s- one team plays on Saturday, one plays on Sunday. Sometimes Mondays or Thursdays, but you can do it. Right, you there's can make it work. work. Yeah,
3: there's no overlap. Yeah.
1: You have Olin have
3: Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean,
1: I think you know Jim Miller. Yeah, you yeah,
3: have Tom Fair. You just coming up from the booth. Tom, yeah, Tom, Tom, Tom Thayer. Thayer. Yeah. And Jeff
1: Joni, I have them both. What the hell? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. The the football version of Lou Boudreau. Yeah. So honestly, I think we're f I think we're on to it. I think that the reason they haven't done it yet is they've just got way too many good options to sift through. I mean they yeah, can't George rush this decision. They're like, Oh, I don't know, look at this. I mean what about what about yeah. little Tommy Waddle? He's available. Right.
2: Uh, Waddle. Yep. Yeah.
1: Or George is probably like, hey, you know, Sean Payton, who was a former bear, he was right. backup to Mike Hohensey. Mike Holinsky coached the the Chicago Blitz or the Brews. What were they? What was the arena team? The, the,
3: the oh, Rush, uh, the, the Rush. Yeah. Yes. The Blitz is the, the USFL team.
1: He's got a lot of experience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe we will get him. I think that's it. I think we get, we're already down to the crux of it. They, it's going to take them a couple of weeks to sift through all the names.
3: Yeah, there's there's, there's much just a, way somebody's... too
1: much. There's like way too much
2: talent for them to get through.
3: Kevin Warren is putting flat guards the George.
2: Just, just like the Cubs having too many shortstops. There's too yeah. many head coaching
1: <laughs> options. Somebody's got to go. Then somebody's got to go to Virginia, and she'll want to know why, why. how about Clyde? Like, oh, all right, well, he, Clyde. Bulldog has been dead for 67. Years. How
3: about Clyde? I oh, wish should send his wife something. We took her.
1: She's been dead for 64 years, Virginia. Oh, such a nice lady. Um, <laughs> I, it's so I. There's a reason. Have a really bad. It's with. It's the Bears. It's most Chicago sports team. There's a reason that Nagy survived the entire season. That Trusman survived the entire season. And it's that George was the president at the time. And in George's mm-hmm. mind, it's like a bear tradition that mm-hmm. they don't do that. It's like oh, no, we don't do that. Right. Oh no, no. God forbid we don't do that. Um. Well, he's not the president anymore. And I think we know the little that we know about George is usually from, uh, his very awkward press conferences at the ends of seasons. Yes. Yeah. But he certainly seems like a guy who if, if Kevin Warren came down to his office and sat down and said, we have to do this, George would not say no. Correct. George wouldn't do it, but he also wouldn't stop it. And so that's the, that is, that's the different world that Matt Eberflus lives in. than he even lived in, um, 12 months ago where right. it still would have been yeah. George's call
2: and they just would and George would not have done it mm-hmm. yeah you bring up a good point I mean for a guy who had to reach out to Bill Polian and then Ernie Acorsi for consultants to hire head coaches and GMs, so yeah he's not going to make his own judgment call on that one yeah,
1: he's like oh Kevin don't you think it's rash there let me let me rub let me rub the toupee that Ernie left behind I'll see if I can summon him like, well, that's not it he's like, use the phone. What? Why is this here? Um, and so obviously there are plenty of reasons on the field that this, you know, this, this is clearly a team that is, this is a head coach who's in over his head.
3: Way over his head. Yeah.
1: And so there are reasons on the field, but now there are also reasons off the field that are creeping in. And this, though, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to indict the Bears for this, not Matt Eberflus, because this is a trend that has happened to every coach. Um, I'm going to say since, since Ditka. And this Guys. is the weird, like the easy, the simplest things. Chase Claypool wasn't at the game. Right. Was did he? Did you tell him not to show up? No, of course not. He could have if he wanted to be here or not. Turns out, yes, he was told he couldn't come. So how is that? How does the coach and the? And here's here's why the Bears we we dealt with this during the Nagy shit. Um The two the during the two tenors where it didn't seem to matter was the Ditka era and the Lovey era, with mm-hmm. Ditka. Right. Like the PR guys, I'm sure, would go up to him and go, we're not going to tell people that he's not. Indicative. I don't give a shit. I'm just going to say whatever I want. Lovey never right. said shit anyway. So Lovey could right. never could rarely ever get caught with a different message than the team because Lovey never said anything. So you never, never had, had to worry a message. about it. Most no, right. coaches try to answer the question. And so this is what I, get, this is what I can, as close as I can guarantee without being able to 100% guarantee it. Yeah. The, the PR people from the Bears were like, Okay, we're, we're not going to talk about the the chase about you know this thing with Chase, right? If he get asked about it, you know it was not his decision not to come. Okay, the problem is the players know the real story, so the media talks to the players. Players are like, yeah, Chase was told to stay home. Ibrflus answers the question the way the PR people told him he should answer the question, and then now they're now they're opposite. Right, they're creating dysfunction. For no reason. Because the reality of it is who gives a shit why Chase wasn't Nobody. there? Right, exactly. But they do it when or, they do it over these little things, then you get it it happens for the big things too. And it just makes everybody yes. look even dumber than they already are. They don't need help. But they give themselves help looking even dumber than they should.
0: Because yeah, this isn't just
1: li- an Eberflu oh, sorry, this this isn't just an Eberflus thing. The same stuff happened. It happened to Nagy, it happened to Fox, it happened to Trestman, it happened to and so you can't tell me that it's, and it's this, but it's like, well, they're all idiots, well, mostly, but it's the, it happens the exact same way every time. So clearly, it's the structure the bears have established. It doesn't work, and like everything else in this franchise, they're never going to change it.
3: Right, and, and the message it sends is, is quite clear. If you can't get the little insignificant stuff right. How are you going to put a winning team on the field? How are you going to win a Super Bowl? How are you going to build a half a billion dollar stadium in a TBD suburb? If you can't even agree to, as you say, it makes no difference right. what the truth was. But the thing yep. that made the difference is the two different stories right. is what the problem was. It
1: yep. yeah, didn't the, matter. The, the, the players, the players but, knew what the answer was. And the team didn't want the coach to admit that it's what it was. And why did it matter? It didn't. It didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. Right. So it's like, well, don't do that then.
3: It just look stupid and disorganized and chaos, and no one wants to be associated with that.
1: Yeah. So it was funny. It, it seems to be, the timeline seems to be. So on Friday, Chase got asked a very loaded question that I'm sure the reporter knew what he was going to get. Do you feel like you're being showcased adequately in this offense? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no. It's like, well, why would we be showcasing you in the first place? Yeah, but no. Exactly. <laughs> then it comes out that he has—he's not active for the game. The great Equanimus, Equanimius St. Brown is being activated. But it's funny because I was thinking early in the there was a rumor early in the week or news that said, yeah, this is probably a week that Equanimus will be active, and it made perfect mm-hmm. sense because the Broncos—we went through it last week. The Broncos had the worst rush defense in the league. Equinemius was the literally the highest rated blocking wide receiver last season. So if you're going to run more and the plan was to run fields more and they did, it made a lot of sense to have your best blocking receiver in place of the guy who won't block.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So it shouldn't have been any shock to anybody that they're like, all right, well EQ instead of chase this week because Mooney was healthy. They wanted Scott to play. It was, it made perfect sense. Um, so, but apparently they said he on Friday at least when he met with the media Chase didn't know yet that he wasn't going to be inactive. But I have a feeling oh. he knew it was coming. Yeah. Don't you think? Like he hadn't been told yet. How could he
3: not? How could he not? Yeah. Yeah. But the well, fact he, that he on all the plays
1: told, when he so. normally would line up to like yeah Chase just uh, hang back for a second. Aquanimus, <laughs> you want to go stand over there? All right, good.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: <sighs> so then, so Chase. The, so somehow this is a big deal, that like their fifth best wide receiver didn't dress for a game and then got mad and he wasn't there. And did they tell him not to be there because they knew he was pissed and they didn't want him throwing a fit on the sidelines or whatever he was going to do. So they basically said, you know what, game's on TV. Just enjoy it that way. you big Andrew Catalan <laughs> fan. Just enjoy his
3: work. Yeah. <laughs> so see ya. We'll
1: see you on Monday. Yeah. But then they right. could even answer the question about whether he was going to be there on Monday. Which seemed like a pretty easy question to answer. Now some of yeah, this, the, it, some of this does have to fall on. See, people give like Belichick shit because he. You know how he would have answered the question about Claypool? I only talk I'm about players. I I'm only going to talk yeah. about players who played in the game. Yeah, right. He says that all the time. That, well, you can't get caught saying the wrong thing if you refuse to talk about it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just do the Bud Grant and say it's uh, thing. seem like the thing to do. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You just just
2: you deflect by then bitching about the fact that
1: bears didn't stand at uh, attention properly during the uh, national anthem. Yes, Bud's <laughs> fine, last finest rant.
0: <laughs>
1: well, they weren't even standing up straight. And the next, the last time I think the Bears ever played against him, uh, Ditka had all the guys lined up like exaggeratedly as
0: perfectly straight <laughs>
1: as they possibly could. <laughs> <sighs> Um, now this has happened before i don't know if it's happened in football i know it's happened in uh i think it's happened to the cubs where the decision to fire a manager has already been made and then he wins the he wins that game and they still fire him and in baseball it makes sense because it's like well Hmm. yeah great we're 60 and 90 now congratulations way to go um in football right. though, you know, where it's like, Well, every yeah. week's a war and you can turn your season around in a heartbeat. Um do we think there's a chance that the Bears have basically said, Alright, this this gotta go. We don't have time to do this before Thursday. But it's gotta happen. And then the Bears win. And then they're like, Oh shit. <laughs> we gotta wait a week to fire him. It's like you actually don't <laughs> like you really don't have to wait a week if no. you already made the decision.
3: Um, yeah, I think a competent yeah. organization would look at it that way. But what well, you were asking about the Bears specifically. Yeah, yeah so. I think they would change their mind. Uh,
1: <laughs> okay, I do it now. We're yeah, red I, hot. Thought. We've won one in a row.
3: I I, I agree. I think I think there's certain I think if the Bears win this game, no way they fire him. If they lose this game, even if it's a one point, he's gone. I think it's that. To me, I think it's that simple. Yeah, I'm not head.
1: as I've come to the I think it's inevitable. But these are the Bears. I I think the only way he gets fired this week is if well, I shouldn't say that if it's anything like the first four weeks he gets fired. <laughs> if it's somehow better <laughs> I think they're like, right. nah. Um if then, he, somehow then I think at, he keeps the, the job through the through the next Thursday game against Carolina, which is like week eleven. And then he gets it. Oof. And I and I even put this in the column. I think if he somehow gets to the bye, he's made it. He gets to finish. Because the bye is week 13. And it's like, yeah. you know what? You might as well. Dude, why pay you know why well somebody else a bonus? <laughs> yeah, at that point. Right. Although these are the Bears. They're not paying the – these are other duties as assigned. You're not getting any extra money to be the head coach. It's like we were paying you to be the right. ball boy already, right? Nah, it's basically the same thing. You get a headset. Yeah, We'll let you keep the yeah. sweatshirt. Not the hat, <laughs>
3: That tradition goes way back to that, you know, Decatur Staley's foreman who coached yeah, that's the team. Right. Like, well, Maybe you're, that's not they... you're not going to pay to coach the team. <laughs> you got a job.
1: The George would be so excited. He's like, guess what? We have Robert E. Brannon Fourth. He works for Caterpillar. But uh-huh. his great-great-great-granddad was the original coach. So we're bringing him back to be the interim. Great. So here's Perfect. a question. I don't know if you guys know this. Did you know yep. the only the only person allowed to wear the hat with the script B is the head coach? Did you guys know that? Oh, really? Yes. Okay. That's a George thing. Know. That's one of his. You know his. This is the shit George worries about. Because that was it okay. was the hat. It's modeled after the hat that Papa Bear used to wear. And I think the uh-huh. first. I don't remember who the first. I get Lovey. I think was the first guy to wear it.
2: Lovey was the first one I remember wearing. that yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I think it was like New Era brought it back and said, hey, here's a cool-looking hat, and um, then George was like, oh, you know, the only guy, well, my dad was a grandpa, or what was it? Grandpa? Grandpa. Grandpa wore that hat, and he was the only one who got to wear it, because we only had one, and he was too cheap to order more. Um, would they let an interim coach wear it? Hmm. See, this is the important stuff we're talking about on this podcast. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. You think this is silly, this would shit George would actually like have to think about. I don't know if we can let him wear the hat. <laughs> He's not the official yeah, I just
3: general. Yeah, right? I don't know. Yeah, he'd probably do say,
1: How about a lowercase cursive B? Lowercase. Uh, now we're talking. Yeah.
3: That's probably what he would do.
1: Yep. All right. So if they do it, um, so I think we know Mike Pasteri, you, you assume it will be special teams coordinator Richard Hightower.
2: I do. Prez, it's do you have a
1: it. feeling as who the who the yeah. head coach would be?
2: Uh, the Hightower would make the most sense. It's normally almost always the special teams coordinator since he has a feel for both sides of the ball. So, yeah, I'd go Hightower as well. But then again, you never know. You know, head coach and waiting Luke Getze could maybe get the call. That's I'd I put money on Getze
3: there'd be a riot in this town if that's that's I
1: could just see. see it. They honestly think he could be a head coach. And I could see them being, well, you know, what if he what if we go on a run? Then we got our we, it's solved. We got our guy.
3: We got our guy. Whew. Yeah.
1: What if we pull a <laughs> awesome. Dan Campbell? And we yeah. Although Dan Campbell was an interim with the Dolphins. We think got to coach the next season and then got fired. Everybody's had interims except for the Bears. Right. Um Ooh. I wonder if I should go to DraftKings and see if you can bet on who the interim coach will be at. Ooh. When it was um, when not when it was 28 to 7. When it was 28-14. It just had the feel
2: of uh-oh.
1: I think I think they're going to lose. So uh, I I tweeted it out when I did it. I went to I went to DraftKings and I placed a live bet on the uh, on the money line for the Broncos to win. Figure it's one of those it's one of those typical Chicago sports fan bets. I don't want this to happen. I may, if but I if lose a few bucks, I don't care. The Bears will have finally won. But if the Bears do yeah. it, I will at least have the solace that their epic choke at least earned me a little money. Yeah,
3: we're consolation prize. Here's what made mm-hmm. me mad.
1: So I live here within, I don't know, I'm like 12 miles from the Wisconsin border. Uh, sports betting, not legal in Wisconsin. I grab my phone. I go to the app. I log in like always. I place my bet. I hit the thing and it doesn't register because apparently the location finder thought I was in Wisconsin. so I had to log back out, log back yeah, in, that happened. then I placed the bet. the odds had gone down during uh, the, like, during the like, uh, minute. It, co- it cost me a, a, it cost me about 10 percent of what I won. Jeez, just because of that. So that made me even madder. And it turns out my yeah. good, uh, good friend Oleg did the exact same thing. At almost the exact same time. <laughs> yep, might as well bet. I can see what's coming. I might as well make some money off this.
2: Yeah, <sighs> I, I had him bet from the night before. I, I wound up. there's the big boxing match with Canelo Alvarez. I wound up parlaying that with uh, Bronco's money line. And looked a little nervous there for a second there. But <laughs> yeah. wound up getting the job done. <laughs> yeah. I've used
1: this line before. That there's a famous line from the... Uh, the Paul Newman movie, Nobody's Fool, where um, they're, he goes into this crappy little bar that he hangs out in, and sitting at the bar is his his friend and his lawyer, and the town pharmacist and then the bartender, and they are watching, this is perfect for a small town, they're watching the people's court in the bar, mm-hmm. and they're betting mm-hmm. on who's, whether the defendant or the plaintiff is going to win. Paul Newman's character walks through the door just as his lawyer is betting on the defendant. Paul walks in, hears it, takes some money, says, I'll put this on the plaintiff. And they're like, you didn't even hear the arguments. He goes, no, but I know my lawyer. (laughs) That's me with the bears. It's like, no, the odds are bad, but I know my bears.
3: I know my bears. And
1: they came through. Yeah, And it was a shame, right, because... Uh, up until, I don't know, six minutes to go, that was an entertaining, productive Bears game. Like, they were actually, they were, really like, they, were, they were moving the ball. Justin Fields did some things that's like, oh, see, this is, we know we can do this. We need, he, we just, they need to figure out ways to get him to do it more. Like, the one touchdown pass where he literally just stopped. He was going to run it, and he's like, oh, he kind of pulls up. And Kmet comes wide open, and he just flips the ball to him. It was a perfect use of his feet and his arm, and they're moving mm-hmm. the ball. Yeah. And, perfect way to
2: get defenders to commit to him. He was, I think, before the for f- Yeah,
1: before the, the sack fumble crumble for a touchdown, I think he was 24 or 25 passing. The only incompletion had been the Hail Mary at the end of the half, and then pff, right after that. Yep. Um, And it came down to the fact that... The simple reason they lost was that, if you count turnovers on downs as turnovers, they had four turnovers, and the Broncos had done. You know, the two times they got stopped on fourth down, and then the interception, and or the interception that ended, effectively ended the game, and the uh, fumble for a touchdown. That was the difference in the game. Right. Right. Um, so yeah. I know that with the three of us, two of two of us had one reaction and one of us had another reaction to fourth and two at the Bears <laughs> forty nine on the very first possession. Yeah. You guys oh, yeah. you guys were I couldn't <laughs> believe they didn't go for it. Thought it was stupid. I was like, yes. You can't even yep. consider this.
0: <laughs>
1: now all of us are thinking, well, if you give the ball the Broncos you know, they're, they're probably going to take the lead on you right away, right? I was, of uh, yeah. the, um, the I'll just tell you my theory, My thinking was, okay. A, we've seen this. The only other home game, this is how it started. And it didn't go well. B, yes, you have you have a terrible defense, but you also don't have much of an offense. And the last thing you want to do is in the very first possession, just hand the ball to, to the other team with your terrible defense with only half the field to defend. Um, but I don't. Both of you guys were like, "I assume it was the whole." If you can't gain two yards, you don't deserve to win anyway. Well, Which for is, me, it's perfectly defensible.
3: Was that yours, Brad? Yeah. Yeah. For, no, for, for me. Was, yeah. Okay. For, for me, it was okay. This team gave up seventy points last week. They're terrible. You're zero and three three. Uh, you've got to go for it in that situation. You can't not. You can't punt it. Punting is kind of like be. Punning to me is 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 a little bit like bunting in baseball it's like a little bit you do it too often and so and there was no reason for me you're not going to gain that much by by punting it when you you could gain a lot by going for it even if you, you should make it even if you don't at least you're saying something to your team you're saying something to your fans that we're not quitters we're fighting whatever and it didn't matter anyway because I think it took them six plays to mar- took yeah. the Broncos six plays to march down and score a touchdown. But
1: anyway. doesn't the argument that this team gave up seventy points last right. week tell you that you're probably going to have other chances to score? Like you're probably going to get to you're, you're probably going to be hanging around midfield did. most of the game. So you probably are going to have other chances to do this.
3: Maybe, now, here's why I think it,
1: the Bears didn't go for it. Fourth, it was a long yeah. two, which I'm sure they were like, "Oh, that's just a little bit too far for the Cole Komet sneak." Yeah, right. <laughs> now on on the Cole Komet sneaks, place. are they trying to do the Eagles thing where they shove him? Because I can never tell because push, push. It, it all it, it all collapses so fast that you can't tell what the plan is. But A it doesn't make any sense to put you have this you have a large, strong, uh running quarterback. You should just that's what Jalen Hurts says. That's that's part yeah. of why it works for the Eagles, yes. right? And yes. the Bears are like, oh, no, we can't do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got, well, we got Cole Komet, though. You remember he played baseball in Notre Dame. Yeah. So this will work.
3: I have you know, no boys idea boys, what they're <laughs> doing. I have absolutely no idea what they're
1: doing. No, it they makes run no run sense. they Now they must be so confident. No, they it all the time. They're so confident in this play that it's, it's not even a surprise anymore. They Other teams know what's coming. The Bears are like, oh, they just cannot stop it. It doesn't matter that they scheme for it. You can't stop Cole Komet when he needs a yard, despite the fact that, has it ever worked? Maybe once. Uh, maybe once, Yeah, Did it worked the it's first time, dropping. and they're like, "Oh, we got something here. Look at this."
3: Well, and can you talk it, about it? Good. Oh, go ahead, Mike.
2: Go ahead. I was gonna say it worked enough against the Packers that it brought the refs to bring out the sticks and measure it. Um, <laughs> if you count a, that as a, a success, moral victory. still yeah. want to be in a turnover on downs? It's like you know yeah. we didn't get it. But I, I, they had to measure it, huh?
1: We are that
3: yeah. close. A moral victory. Close enough to measure. Sure measure like a,
1: you know you know how, like, some teams, like, basketball teams, have, like, the hustle board where, like, right. they, the, 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 of the stats that you normally don't count, like, they like they, they display to the crowd, like, offensive charges. rebounds and charges taken yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. The Bears have one, and it's forced the officials to measure. That's yeah. on there. Yes. That's right. And it works both ways. It works on offense and defense. Like, oh, I know the Packers got the first down, but they had to measure. So we almost <laughs> stopped him. That also works the other way. <laughs> they did had to me- we didn't get yeah. it, but they had to measure. They were that close. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know if either of you guys watched. Uh, did you see any of the Toy Story uh, broadcast of the early game in London?
3: I. Uh, that's a very uh, early game. Yeah, in. it was like oh, no,
1: 6.30 in the morning for you, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I slept through it. I
1: think it's still on ESPN Plus if you want to watch it. Oh, goody. So I watched it because I wanted to see because they had. You know, I'm a sucker. I'm a consumer, and they had commercials. I'm like, how's this going to work? And yeah. um, so they had. Um, you could. We, they. I don't think they showed. I don't know if they showed. I didn't. I. I overslept. I didn't see the very beginning. I wasn't really like setting the. Ultimate. Same here. I was like, Ooh, this will be on for three hours. I think I'll catch some of it. So I didn't set the alarm. But they had uh, whoever the play guy play guy was, some very deep, voiced handsome guy, and Booger McFarlane. They had them in like the mocap. Suits, and okay. so they were animated okay. too, and it was really, really? good. It, it was the, ah. it was amazing in real time. It was amazing to see those two guys like Toy storied and so they had it set up so like you were at you were in Toy Story world, and you were in Andy's room, and he had a rug in the middle of the room that was mm-hmm. the field, and then huh. um, these little animated, uh, really kind of cool animated three D versions of all the players. Um, they all wore the visors over the helmets, so they didn't have to animate the faces.
3: Um, okay, I was gonna ask about that. So they would run around the
1: right. place. So clearly, they were you know they had some kind of motion capture thing on the, and it didn't always work. There were a few plays that it, like it, it, the telltale sign was all of a sudden the the camera would like pull way back, to where you could yeah. barely see him run around. It's like oh oh, it's not working right now. But it worked <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> the one thing it had a hard time with was passes. It happened in the end zone a, a touchdown pass to Calvin Ridley, where the defender almost got it. The, it didn't think Calvin caught it It showed the ball laying on the end zone It showed laying on the ground in the end zone But it was a touchdown
0: But
3: oh, okay. other than
1: that, ah. it was amazing like, That was pretty cool So what I did was I had it on the big TV And then on the other TV next to it, I had the actual broadcast And I had the okay. I, set, I paused it And you had to wait a long time There was like a three minute difference Pause it so I would get, I wanted the broadcast to be just a little bit behind the Toy Story one. So I'd see how Toy Story animated. Then I would look over and I would catch like the last, you know, most of the play. And even little, like subtle movements were on the animated thing.
3: Really? It wow. was really
1: cool. And there were guys like Warren Sharp was bitching about it, oh, it's stupid or whatever. It's like, yeah, all right, you're like a forty five year old man with a terrible mustache. I don't right. think you're like the key demo for this. Right? <laughs> like people were tweeting <laughs> out and putting we, in pictures of like of like four year old girls holding like their Andy and Jesse dolls or whatever, like just staring at the TV, like they've never seen anything this cool <laughs> in their life. It's like, you know, that's who the right. thing is for, Warren. It's not for you. Exactly. It's like, well, like, how am I supposed to bet the game? It's like three minutes behind. <laughs> it's like, maybe you should, the other don't live bet on the Toy Story one, you dumbass. He yeah, didn't right. actually say that. That was me attributing <laughs> that for him. But I'm sure there were people like, I can't do that. I, I can't bet I can't any of
3: this. this. Are there plans to do another?
1: You know, uh, I don't know. Well, there's a London game this weekend. Yeah, but it's on NFL Network. It's not on ESPN. Ah, see, uh, the, the the game was on ESPN Plus, so they went all out with the ESP with the bundle.
2: So right. I believe the oh. game was also
1: on. Mm. I think you could watch it on Disney Plus. I don't think you had to have. So if you just ah. had Disney Plus, I think you could watch the game. And that was kind of their for parents and little kids. They thought they would watch it, but I was mm-hmm. I was really impressed with how cool it was. And honestly, I would just assume they do all the bear games like that. <laughs> the thing that made My me own. think of it was so <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in, they did have, I mean, they had all the stuff you're normal. Actually, the um, the uh, not the they don't call it the scorebook, but, but like the bottom line that had that has the stuff. The Twister One was yeah. really nice. Like Marquee should like get a version of that for the. It's much better than the Cub One. Um, and they had the lines on the fields. So they had the they had the blind scrimmage and the first down marker. But what was kind of funny was so the Slinky Dog. You know, from Toy Story?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. They had him 10 yards long, and he would walk down the far sideline, and he was – so if they got past him, it was a first down. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And then the claw.
2: That's great. The
1: claw placed the ball before every play. It would, like, zip over, and it would drop the ball in front of the Uh, center and then go uh, ah. And then Booger and the other guy were like, oh, no, what if the claw accidentally grabs one of the players? (laughs) (laughs) Just like handy advice, sir. What do buzz? Apparently, this this really <laughs> happened. Um, they were because it was a the the broadcast was like geared to little kids. They were explaining like some of the basic rules, and at one point Booger decided to demonstrate blocking on uh-huh. his broadcast partner, and they could do it because they were in the mocap suit, so you could see it. And the guy let out an oof. So I think Booger, he complained about it a few times afterwards. I'm pretty sure Booger really hit it. <laughs> oh, that's good. And then when they showed theirs, they were, like, on a set, and they literally could, like, walk off. Like, they could stand up and because they did yeah. it. Like, Booger got in a three-point stance, and he comes out, and he, like, hits the guy, and he really did it in real life, which was actually pretty funny. Wow.
3: Did they did they did they go, Daddy, what what's over under mean? <laughs> Daddy was <laughs> us gambling party? for the children. Yeah. <laughs> what's minus two hundred mean, Daddy? Yeah.
1: Is this is this why the Jaguars make you cry, Daddy? It all makes sense to <laughs> yeah,
3: Right. Why does it matter if he makes the extra point? The game's <laughs> over, Daddy. Yeah.
1: Why do you want him to go for two when they've already <laughs> won when they're already up by four?
0: Uh, that's, that'll be the next you know, thing right so yeah. that could be like
1: the hulu one that could be like the toy story gambling the you know the 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 you go live, to hulu, man. The live, live ag- gambling one is on hulu
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, well, that's good. Is good
1: quality content for the bears podcast talking about the jaguars and uh yes. falcons absolutely what London the bears deserve on toy story um, Alright But yeah The um, The undermanned I was going to say It's the undermanned Bear defense But the Broncos Defense also <laughs> Had like six guys out Which didn't help <laughs> um, But it's one of those games Where the Bears had Like nine more first downs Than the Broncos did And they had like uh, Like 120 more Passing yards And 100 more Rushing yards And they and they Eight more minutes Of time of possession And they lost <laughs>
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> like, well, of course. there's only one stat that matters kid
1: it was funny i kept thinking you know they're showing the two beleaguered coaches yeah. Yeah. and so you, the flu is just looking very um um
3: lucy what well what lucy. is it john
1: greenberg i guess he stole it from our friend chuck giddles uh eber flustered Eber flustered, that's yes. good. Looking Eberflustered, or Eberflustered, I don't know how you pronounce um, it. Um, i last um, saw it in. Yeah. And then Peyton just kind of standing over there like, what the fuck did I come back for this for? Yeah. Just the looks, a few looks, lines, like a couple of, incred- how about this, though? You know what turned the tide in the game? Oh,
3: know I what know I where you're going with this. Okay, well, I'll I know let you,
1: you this. can, I'll let you say what.
3: Uh, you're you're, you're going to talk about the sleeve cut.
1: Yes. Yes. That's exactly what happened. It got, yeah. oh, it this got warm. Is. It got warm on the Broncos' side of the field. Uh, Sean Payton, uh, not in as good a shape as he used to be in. Didn't want to like have to do the awkward pull the sweatshirt off or you know, the it's not even a sweatshirt it's like a you know it's like a, you know, yeah, it's windbreaker, like a windbreaker, shirt.
3: windbreaker shirt. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So,
1: you right. know and you know what happens. He used to go to pull it up and you know, oh there's a little belly that shows and you don't want to do that. I'm sure the real thing is that he's got the headset yeah. and the packs on and he can't get the damn thing off on the sidelines. So he has the equipment guy come over and literally just he didn't even I, he didn't go short sleeve though he went like. He went like baseball undershirt length, like like <laughs> right. like three inches above the wrist. Yeah, and it was funny at the. Uh, I think it was Matt Ryan was like, I don't know what's. I guess he needs a little airflow. Is that what improves? That? Yeah, right. Like it's still long sleeves.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: From that moment on, yeah, couldn't stop. From that the moment
3: running. on,
1: Well, he's a football coach, so you know now that'll be for the rest of the season. He's great. Right. I wonder if he, you think he'll start off with him hacked off, or do you think they'll have to like. It'll become a thing. Oh, we need to rally. He said it. All right, give them right, the rally scissors, the- and they cut and they make a big deal out of them cutting these. <laughs> oh, the Broncos made business now. Sean's getting his getting his sleeves cut.
3: What he should do is like have them specially Jeez. made so they can just rip them off.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like NBA yeah, like like NBA pants. sleeves. Sean just
3: holds up his arms like this, and the guy, like, <laughs> look out!
2: Here come uh, the Broncos. Yeah, that'll get real fun for late home games for the Broncos when when they're at high elevation. and yeah. it's way cold up yeah. there. Yeah.
1: So I'll ask you guys: Was there ever a moment in the game where you're like, not just like, "Hey, they might win," but like, "Oh, they're going to win"? Did you ever get that moment? No, I never got that moment.
3: I I, 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 uh... I, I felt very, I felt good, yeah. but I never got, I never got like, "Oh, it's
1: over." I Makes felt at twenty-eight-seven. I'm like, oh, good. Finally, I was. I already had chalked it up in my mind. Like, okay, good. Finally, they get a win. This will help. We'll have something to talk yeah. about on Tuesday. That's the most yeah. important thing. This is going to be good. And then when it, the, it didn't take very long for the Broncos to make it twenty-one or to make it twenty-fourteen. And that's immediately like, oh, give me the phone. I need to make some. I I got to make some money on this now. <laughs> yeah. I know where this is going.
2: Yeah. Weirdly, I would say that, like, I felt more confident when they were at the 18, when the Bears were at the 18, like late in the fourth quarter, looking mm. like they were going to set the Broncos up to try to draw them offside on fourth and short there. I thought once they take that time out, when the clock runs down, yeah. they're just going to kick the field goal. Yep. I felt way more confident at that point than I ever did when they were really up 28-7. Yes, uh, they yeah. And then yeah. they, of course, didn't kick the field goal, and Broncos did, and that was all she wrote. so that- Unbelievable. Yeah, that
1: I think we need to talk about that whole that sequence there. So like the there's, there's a lot going on there, right? So there's there's this the simple basic strategy of um should we we're at the 18 we got Cairo so we know it's three points in the bag we know we're, we're gonna have the lead right
0: mm-hmm.
1: or well yeah but there's too much time yeah. so they're gonna score so we better get a touchdown then there's the let's try to draw them off that didn't the Broncos called timeout first. They were trying to say Peyton's like, well, we'll save some time. We're gonna to need to drive because they're gonna kick a field goal. Then the Bears try to draw them off sides. The Bears gets down to one. The Bears call timeout. Right. So you've had yes. two full timeouts to think about what you're gonna do. Yeah. I'd really like to know like how many times did it change on the sidelines? From we're kicking, we're going, we're kicking, we're going. Okay, if we go, what are we gonna run? And when the thing was, we'll just we'll run a handoff to Herbert then that should have been, oh, we're kicking.
3: I was laughing because the announcers were like making like, oh, whoa, we got a decision to make here, you know, F, F, big decision. And I'm sitting there thinking, everyone in the building knows what that they're just trying to draw them off sides. It didn't work. Fine. Now they're going to kick the field yeah. goal. I'm like, you idiots. They're not going to go for it now. And then it's like, oh, and here comes Justin Fields. i like, what? They're going for it?
2: What was and, even the point,
3: and then they compound it by not not leaving it in Fields' hands. If you're gonna make that, if you're gonna make a, a call that dumb. At least let your best player yeah. try to do it. I no. mean that by they far is
1: the it's, it's so many poor decisions all <laughs> coming together at once, like a nexus of yeah. poor decisions. The first <laughs> yeah. one is. Um, You know, people, they talk about, like, I mean, I know obviously football is a game, but they talk about, like, gamifying things within it. So it's like somebody needs to have a good team has already laid out, like, okay, less than two minutes, there's one timeout. If you kick the field goal, here's the probability that you're going to go on to win the game. Here's the probability they'll come down and kick the field goal and go to overtime. If you kick that field goal, you give yourself basically um, two probabilities. You're either going to win or the Broncos are going to have to, I guess there's three. You're going to win. The Broncos are going to right. have to make a series of plays and then they could either tie it and you go to overtime or they're going to have to make even more plays and they're going to score a touchdown. And they're going to beat you. Right. So you have three, there's, there's three <laughs> outcomes there. Two of which are okay. Well, one of which is ideal. One is okay. If you go to overtime, you're at home. That's, you know, it right. sucks, it's but yeah. yeah, when you go for it and you don't make it now, I, you, you've already taken one option off, which is you winning. Yes. You can't win now because you gave it up. So now there's only right. so there's there's um, there's all you have left now is overtime and loss. That's all yeah. that's left. Win is no that's, is yeah. no there. Win is only there if you kick. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. It's like it's
3: like passing the football footballs only like three options and two are bad.
1: Yeah, That's exactly right. <laughs> In this case, Flus is like there's three options, two of which are good. So let's not do that. Let's go to the one where if we fuck it up, <laughs> there's two options and they're both bad. Yeah. So you've got that decision. Then you've got the decision. Okay, right. it's a little more than a yard. I think it was a little more than a yard. It was, like, yeah, it was a good. It wasn't less. I don't think it was less than a yard. But still, it's like, I okay. think it was a good
3: yard. It was a good yard.
1: yeah we, yeah, a, a normal team would be that we've got two options. Do we want to set up and do kind of a conventional quarterback sneak with Fields, or for the first time ever, do we want to take advantage of the fact that we have this super fast quarterback? And we can actually run a play. We can get him on the edge. You can try to leak. You know, apparently you apparently got to force the ball to Cole Komet as much as possible. You could give yourself op You can give Fields a run-pass option to the wide side of the field where either chances are he's just going to beat. These are the Broncos' defense. Chances are he's just going to beat that yeah. guy to the corner and get your first down. If they overload it, then he should have an easy pass to somebody wide open. Now, I know you can't throw to Jim Flanagan. Like Wani would have wanted to in this. In fact, we know Wani would want to do it in this situation. we watched <laughs> him do it. Uh but you're gonna have to throw it at actually one of your real offensive players. Right. To, I don't To me that the idea that you're just with your line, you're just gonna turn around and hand it to the halfback. When the when eighty <laughs> percent of the Bronco defense is gonna be within you know, within that little four Absolutely. yard area. You are not right. gonna move that pile. Yeah. If I was Herbert and they called it, I've been like, well oh, fuck. Yeah. He's probably back there trying to audible. Like, what is he doing? He's try- The running back's trying to change the play. He's like, at least pitch it to me. Let me, at least to me, let me, I'll just outrun somebody.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> up the middle on more than a yard. Good planning, boys. Good planning. Then they don't get it, and they immediately give up a 48-yard pass on the first
1: play. It's the only yards the Broncos gained on that drive. All well, they had to. They were in field goal range. They ran three more plays, didn't gain a yard kick the field, That's it. The kick field goal, and then then you had a, you still had one more chance which we all knew was going to go badly and it did <laughs> so I'm used to I'm used to the, the same set of like really sad Bears stats during games In- invariably you get that they've never had a 4,000 yard passer you know, right. their leading receiver mm-hmm. has 5,700 yards for his career. I know him by heart. They don't affect me. We got a new one on Sunday that was like, holy <laughs> shit. It was a Cole Komet became the second bear ever, second bear tight end ever to catch five or more passes 12 weeks in a row? No.
2: Two. <laughs> Two weeks in a row? Two weeks in a row. No. Five or more oh. passes.
1: Only, and it's not even Ditka. Who did it before? Yeah, is Zach Miller. Wow, I was like, "Holy yeah. shit!"
2: Jeez, <laughs> I
1: was like, how can that be true?
3: Uh, uh, yeah, you're like, okay, it's not taking. Okay, well, it must be Embry Moorhead. No, <laughs> right? Must be Greg Olson. Must be no, no.
1: no. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's you know, you would think all right, it's probably if if <clears throat> like if you gave me, I said, all right, you'd pick all the Bears tight ends who've this low bar. Five or more right. passes two that. weeks in a row. And you're like, all right, well, yeah, we've got, we got we'll Ditka. We probably have Moorhead. We might. Tim Reitman might have done it once. Um, yeah, Martellus you know, Bennett. Greg Olson obviously once. did it. Martellus Bennett. Yeah. yeah. And you just start ticking those. You know, we don't have a lot of superstars. Um, Ditka right. obviously a Hall of Famer. Olson, a borderline Hall of Famer, because he got to go somewhere else. <sighs> I was like, holy shit. I mean, at some point, if you're the NFL, right? <laughs> Don't you have yeah. to look at like? Um, remember when uh, Bud was just gonna get rid of the Twins? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you know. I'm sorry. We're just. I know you're a charter franchise, but you're not. You're not doing right. anything with it. Um. So we're we're stripping. We're we're eliminating. The Bears are no longer. And uh, we'll just we'll wait a few years and we'll just put a new team in there. And the Cleveland's like, yeah, that works great. Um,
3: yeah. Well, that's the problem because they can't. You know, they gotta like they can't do that. They gotta they gotta be like we gotta get someone else to own this team. Who knows what they're doing? No, and it's after not they, like
1: you know. Um, I mean, even after Vag is gone, George isn't gonna pull a Marge shot or a Donald Sterling. He's never gonna do anything where you ha- where you can legitimately strip the team from him.
3: No. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, hell, they couldn't even they they couldn't even take the team away from Daniel Snyder. Right. They just had to finally wear <laughs> right. him down, and he, and he had to have the consolation prize of six billion dollars to sell his team. <laughs>
3: you're right, right now, absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. That's what they don't tell you when you're a kid. You're not just picking a team. Like when you're a kid, you pick a team. Like I pick all my teams because that's what my dad and my brother were for. That's how I picked them. Other kids, they yeah. pick teams yeah. because their uniforms are cool. Or they yeah. pick them because they're winning at the time. Like, oh, this is a good team. I don't even all feel those, like I, I all those cowboys. Well, I,
3: I don't know. I didn't pick. Like, I was no. Going I, didn't into like, I, just, I didn't pick either. That was a sign. Yeah, pick four. It was, no. a, yeah. for, it was yeah. a sign. Yeah, same here. Think your what, religion.
1: But what they don't tell kids is if you're if you live somewhere where it, there's not like a you know you get where it's like okay well I I have choices. Yeah, you really need to pick the owner. That's the most important thing you can pick. True is who so owns that team. Because they may so if, if you pick a team with a good owner and they're bad right now and your friends are like, what are you rooting for that team for? You'll be fine. Yep. If you pick some yeah. team because they're, you know, like all those kids who in like the 80s picked the Bengals because they went to the, because it, oh, it was like the coolest uniform ever. They have stripes on the helmets now. And even on the side, they yeah. had like 30 years of misery because Mike Brown right. owned it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. It's just awful. All right. Well, let's look ahead to uh, Thursday night in uh, Washington. Uh, do either of you Pretty know what the time. spread is? Commanders coming off of a a spunky overtime loss to the Eagles. Yeah.
3: Oh, I'll say the 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 Washingtons by five.
2: Okay, braz do you- I I I saw, I saw it already. It was right. Commanders minus five.
3: Oh, is it? Oh, okay.
2: Or, or at least on one sports book. I'm not sure if you have another number, Andy. No, it's gone to 6. Ooh, gone to the 6. They're
1: six, six point favorites over the beloved. Okay. And the over under is 44 and a half. So, uh, do either of you have thoughts on uh, where where your money uh, will go?
2: <laughs> Oof. Right. Go ahead, Perez. Uh I you know what? I will take the bear. Bears To cover but lose. I think this will be a close one. Uh, I'll say I was wrong on it being over last week, and Commanders, you know they they have put up some crooked numbers so far early in the season. So I'll I'll say that uh, this one goes over.
1: Okay. I. Yeah. I just I, I, I can't pick the Bears. I just I can't do it. I just they are not just not good. They're now somehow in disarray.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: So former Bear and former Bear uh, Super Bowl defensive coordinator. So he played in the Super Bowl and he was a defensive coordinator in the Super Bowl, Ron Rivera. Riverboat Rivera. Ron. Chico. River, now honestly, Riverboat nickname needs to go away forever because yeah, when they, they scored on the final play to, against the Eagles and it's like, you, go, you are... This team is a lot better than you. You go for two right now. You give yourself one yeah. play to win the game. Because if you go to overtime, you're going to lose. Right. And they kicked the extra point. And he said they did because they were tired. The offense was gassed. Yeah. No, that was weird.
2: It's like, well, well they if they're the tired. Defensive gassed. Have then. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's even a better it reason. Time. It's like, all right, gir- use an extra, use a timeout, and have them gird up their loins for one final play. Yeah. In fact, for this is a reward. Play. One guys, play. Go as hard as you want for one play. And it, either way, this is it. Leave it all out there.
3: Either way, we're yeah either way, we're in the locker room
1: uh, so this is a this is an Amazon prime video game. It's not yeah. a video game. I wish it was a video game, but it's on Amazon prime video. <laughs>
2: it's not a toy Story game.
1: uh If you get the chance for at least well once it gets out of hand with like uh, eight minutes to go in the first quarter, um, I forget what they call it, but they have, you know you, you can choose the different views of the game. They have the one. Ooh. Where oh, really? like, where you can see all the players like they the players are tracked, so you could see like where they run. But the, the angle is really cool. It's kind of a high angle where you can see all. It's like an all twenty-two, but from a really nice angle. That's how mm-hmm. I prefer to watch the Amazon. And you still get Al and Kirk. You know you don't. You know you still get. Them. Okay. Uh, but like you get, it's like, you it's get like the next-gen stats broadcast, whatever they call it. And You get extra stats and stuff. Uh, last year it was kind of hit or miss, but this year it's. Um, they settled on a format that's a really nice way to watch the game. You see a lot more than you do during a, a regular, you know, cause you don't need, and maybe it'll save you some shots of the flu looking confused, you know, cause they don't show the sidelines as much. Um, so that's, that's my little tip for, uh, for viewing the game.
3: So, did you say it's after the first quarter? No, I'm that saying, saying that
1: if you want, if, if, he's, if, if after the bears are already like eight minutes in when well, you know, it's over. Oh, okay. And you still got fifty two yeah. minutes of game to watch. You're know, like, ah, exactly. I am why not try this out? You know, just give it a shot. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, it starts right away. But then we get a Sunday of Barrelless football. So you can Yes. You can That'll go, be nice. You can go Apple right, picking. Happy Sunday. You can go to the apple. Pumpkin Patch. Or you can watch good teams yeah. play. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I'm looking quick here go to go see the what Oats. the uh, uh so the Well... You kind of watch good teams play. You get to watch the Chiefs. Okay. On CBS, they're the big game with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. They're, they're playing the Vikings. Um, okay. Fox doesn't have the doubleheader.
2: Um, well, is this the first week that uh, teams start having bye weeks?
1: Yes. Week five? The byes are yeah. the, uh, <clears throat> the Browns, the Chargers, the Seahawks, and the Bucks. And then. And then the Bears and uh, Commanders effectively get like a little mini buy. So there you go. So it'll it'll be something. It's kind of nice to get this one out of the way. Maybe the Bears should double. Maybe they can. Is there some kind of form they can fill out where they can just double up the rest of the year? If we just play two games a week and and quit early. No, we can't. Damn it. Alright. Alright, we'll see what happens. We'll see who uh, see who survives. Yep. Alright. Well thanks
2: guys. All right. Yeah, thank you, Wendy.
0: Many of us have herpes.